0: Hello Fins Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Fins with Frish podcast brought to you by Riviera Produce, the number one food distribution company in the entire nation. That's what we do on this podcast. We are brought to you by the number one food distribution company in the entire nation and we talk about the number one football team in the entire nation. All kidding aside, I think right now we're the number four or five football team in the entire nation. Nonetheless, look, um, it's been a while since we got to do a podcast like this. It's been 21 days since the Miami Dolphins have won a football game. Uh, Seven days ago, we had the bye. 14 days ago, we had a disappointing game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, one week and two weeks. It's not exactly seven days. Uh, And three weeks ago, we beat New England in uh, what wasn't a perfect game, but Nonetheless, was the last time we got to discuss a Dolphins win. And speaking of not being perfect, uh, this Sunday was not perfect either. We will get into that. It wasn't terrible. Uh, there's a lot going on on Dolphins Twitter in regards to the debate of, you know, is a win a win? You know, there's no style points. It's not college football, but we also need to play better. Uh, we're going to get into that. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, who I declared I hate Philadelphia sports net. Now, after going to their stadium, uh, I can't stand their fans, despite uh, two of my cousins being huge Philly sports fans, and I always used to be a supporter. I can no longer be a supporter. Jake Fisher, who came on the podcast, there's been a lot of beef behind the scenes. Uh, He's a big Philly sports fan, and I can now not stand Philly sports. But nonetheless, they give us the assist last night by beating the Kansas City Chiefs and with the win Friday, the Dolphins would be the one seed. There's a lot of narratives going on. That's always a conversation. And then concern about the offense and the arrival of the Jalen Ramsey Dolphins defense that we all expected. These are all things that we're going to get into. Um, let's start with the one seed chase before we get into the Dolphins' performance Sunday. And then obviously you know we'll talk about Clown of the Week and the upcoming game against the New York Jets. So, um yeah, the first thing is is the 1 seed chase. So, now there's four teams in the AFC with three losses. Now, look, I hate all my friends' teams. And you know, I'm not the biggest narratives guy out there. Um I like narratives do matter to me cuz you know, I I get into a lot of arguments with people about football, about a lot of things. But um so so I do like when the narrative kind of favors whatever it is that I'm Discussing, But I understand that the NFL is a results-based league. The world's a results-based world. And at the end of the day, what guys like Colin Cowherd say, and Jason McIntyre, don't really matter. All that matters are uh, wins and losses. But if the Dolphins win Friday, they can be the one seed for 24 to 48 hours, depending on the results this coming Sunday. Uh, and I hate all my friends' football teams, And I hate all my friends' sports teams. I can't stand any of them. And, uh, you know, that's what makes us friends. I hate their teams. They hate my teams. Uh, But I would love to be able to say to them for 24 to 48 hours, you know, as they say, the Dolphins can't beat winning teams. Well, guess who the one seed in the AFC is? Loser. So I'd love to be able to say that. And all we have to do is beat Tim Boyle's Jets. So, um... Look, I, I think we lost the one seed when we lost to Kansas City. I, I don't expect us to be the one seed. And the chase is interesting. I'll, I'll start with Baltimore and Jacksonville first. So starting with Baltimore, because uh, these are likely going to be your four division winners. And I I thought Baltimore would be a wild card team. And just speaking of narratives, it's kind of hilarious. So I think Baltimore is absolute garbage. And you can look at the two winning teams they beat. Um, I think they, no, they, did, they actually lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, and Pittsburgh in any you know NFL year where, like as Tom Brady said, there's been a lot of mediocre football. In any year where there was a bunch of good teams, the Steelers wouldn't be above 500. But uh, the two the Steelers have beaten Seattle and they've beaten Detroit and they've beaten Cleveland. So they've only beat one team in the AFC that was, is a above 500 football team. I think it was with their backup quarterback. Yes, it was with DTR that day and he threw three interceptions. So, they've beaten two NFC teams. I think the NFC is garbage outside of the Eagles and the Niners. Um, they've beaten two NFC teams uh a- that have winning records and the you know, Lamar tends to dominate the NFC. I think he's whatever it is, 15-1, 16-1. Uh, and Colin Coward of all people gave that stat. So, I never really I'm not sold on Baltimore. I'm still not sold on Baltimore. I think they, and the narrative part of this is, they were losing 10-7. to 7. They t- score, go-ahead touchdown. And then Joe Burrow breaks his hand and the Ravens blow him out. Um, what's it, Jake Browning comes into the game and they can't get anything going. And everyone is just, is just gushing over how good the Ravens have looked. First of all, they blew a 20-point lead to Cleveland the week before uh, with Deshaun Watson, who was playing with a season-ending in- injury. And that was a game in Baltimore. So, you know, generally, like the Dolphins, you know, people are saying we're, you know, we can be frauds. Okay, fine. And, again, I don't have a problem with that. Mike McDaniel doesn't have a problem with that because we haven't beaten a good team yet. But, you know, we always hold serve at home. You don't lose home games when you're a great team. Even last year, I think, you know, we lost one home game, and that was in the midst of a, of a late season collapse. That was our fourth straight loss. So that, that was the worst. That was arguably the most disappointing Dolphin game in 20 years. So, And we're a team that didn't even win a playoff game last year. We haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. I think the elite teams of the NFL hold serve at home. The Ravens couldn't do that versus Cleveland. I don't think they would have done that versus Cincinnati had Joe Burrow stayed healthy. So now they're going to win a division, most likely. I expected the Bengals to win it. Um, That consists of Jake Browning, it was supposed to be Burrow, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, it was supposed to be Deshaun. They split with the Browns. They beat the Browns on the road with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They lost to the Browns at home when they were playing against Deshaun Watson, who was playing with the season-ending injury. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have one of the worst um, young quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm saying that about a lot of young quarterbacks right now. But look, this is the worst era for young quarterbacks, arguably in NFL history, definitely in my entire life. Um, So the the Ravens have a cakewalk division, and everyone's glossing over them. And and they've got some difficult games coming up. They go to L.A. this week. They're four-point favorites. I expect them to lose to the Chargers this week. I don't think the Chargers are that good, but they're not terrible either. The Chargers have three home losses by one possession, and that's against the Detroit Lions, the Miami Dolphins, and the Dallas Cowboys. And ironically, I I I'm gonna say I, I don't think the Ravens are on um on any of those teams levels. And the irony is they blew out the Lions, but again, that was a home game and Lamar tends to dominate the NFC. I, I think generally, you know, the Chargers I don't know how many times they've played Lamar. I know they've played Lamar. I I think I expect the Chargers to win this game in LA, even though the Ravens do have a benefit of a few extra days of rest. Um and then they go to Jacksonville later in the season. I'm not sold on Jacksonville and we'll get there after. Um but, you know, that's another difficult game. They go to San Francisco, they play the Dolphins at home and You know, look, I mean, as far as seeding, that's going to be a super important game for the Dolphins. I expect the Dolphins to win that game. Um, And and ultimately, you know, all this talk, if the Dolphins don't beat the Ravens, they're not going to get the one seed, and they're probably going to be seeded behind the Ravens. But as, as far as... The Dolphins handling business. I think if the Dolphins handle business in the games they're supposed to, and they should be favored in six out of the last seven games of the season, um, there's nothing to worry about as far as where the Ravens are seated. And we have the tiebreaker. We have the better conference record. Obviously, the tiebreaker is ultimately going to come down to um, the game in Week 17 in Baltimore. Now, going to Jacksonville, and another narrative point. Jacksonville's got a lot of credit um, over the last year because they won a playoff game, and... You know the interesting thing is the Jaguars won a playoff game because they won the AFC South at eight and nine. So in 2020, the, or at nine and eight, I'm sorry. In 2020, the Dolphins went ten and six, missed the playoffs. Um, I thought they were better than the Steelers that year. If they got to play the Steelers in the first game of the in the in wildcard weekend that year, I think they would have won that game. The Browns beat them by a lot. They were up I think 21 nothing in that game. Then in 2021, we weren't as good. I don't know if we would have won a playoff game that year, but there were some teams, like the Colts weren't that good. I think they had Rivers that year. The Colts went to the playoffs. I didn't think the Ravens were very good in 2021 either. I think we could have beat the Titans, uh, who the Ravens beat in 2021. We went 9-8, and eight, missed the playoffs. So the Jaguars got there kind of by luck of the draw, right? Like, if they weren't in the AFC South, then someone in the AFC South had to make it, right? And who are the teams that... They were better than last year. The Texans, who picked second overall, uh, they were better than the Titans, who Ryan Tannehill is already terrible to begin with, uh, and they lost him. So, so they, they were starting Malik Willis, who, um, other than Justin Fields, maybe worse than Justin Fields, is probably the worst passer I've ever seen put on an NFL uniform and start a football game. And then um, and the Colts, who were just you know playing awful last year. So they got handed a division. They played the Chargers, who were a bunch of chokers. Uh, and then they came back from twenty-seven points, but I think the Jaguars have gotten a lot of credit. And I thought they were going to be really good, and I thought they were a threat this year. But when you see them lose thirty-four to three at home against the San Francisco 40 ers and you know they lost the Chiefs, they lost to Houston at home, thirty-seven to seventeen. And you know at the time it was like, okay, fluke game. Houston's not very good. Now you look back, it's like, okay, Houston's good. Week three was a long time ago, but you start to look at this team, and it's like. Look, the Dolphins lost by, you know, a 14 to the Eagles, and they lost by seven to the Chiefs. But there's, and obviously we got blown out by the Bills, but I mean, when you're losing by three possessions, the last, I think that's the last two times they've played a team with a winning record. No, they beat Pittsburgh, who isn't very good, obviously, and then they beat Buffalo. But again, I, you know, just overall, I think the Jaguars are getting a lot of credit for kind of being handed a division and winning a wild card weekend game um i at home because you know they got a home playoff game so I, I don't really think the jaguars are that good they have a little bit of an easier path the rest of the way than the ravens do they go to houston this week i think they're going to lose that game um home against cincinnati they should win in cleveland that's a you know i think it's a harder game than people are going to think i think that's a toss-up home against baltimore is a toss-up uh, in Tampa is an easy one. Home against Carolina is an easy one. And playing in Tennessee late in the year, Tennessee shouldn't be playing for much. That should be an easy one. So I think the Jaguars lose a couple games. But again, if the Dolphins take care of business the rest of the way, they shouldn't lose more than two games. Really, one, right? Like, if you're a Super Bowl team and you're favored in six or seven games, you should win six or seven games. Uh, That's the way I'm looking at the rest of this Dolphin season. Now, you know, here's the bad news. The Kansas City Chiefs play one team with a winning record the rest of the way, and that's the Buffalo Bills. So you're kind of in a predicament as a Dolphins fan where it's like, who do I want to root for? Obviously, we were talking last week about locking up the AFC East. Um, Then the way I see it is this. Just just transitioning to the Bills for a second, the Bills play, um, let me get the schedule up here, but the Bills play, they go to Philly this week, that's a difficult game. A lot of this depends on what they do in Philly this week. If they do win in Philly, I don't think they will. Because, I again, I don't think the Bills are that good. Um, I think that, you know, you start to be like, okay, maybe we root for the Chiefs. Um, they go to Philly, they go, they have a bye. Then they go to Kansas City. They're home against Dallas. Then they play in L.A. against the Chargers. So they have one home game left against a team that doesn't have a winning record, and that is New England. Their other game against the team that um, doesn't have a winning record is the Chargers. And in L.A., you know, going from Buffalo to L.A., that's a difficult game. Uh, anyway, you slice it. So I think that, look, in an ideal world, the Bills lose this week, and then that puts us up three losses in the division, assuming we take care of business. And I think I think that gives enough room where you could say, okay, I- I'm rooting for the Bills against the Chiefs as a Dolphins fan. Um Because, look, I mean, when you're looking at the Chiefs, look, I don't think the Chiefs are great this year. I really don't. I think they have a very, very thin roster, and they're kind of New England-esque where it's like, you know, Brady always got it done. And I'm not going to say Mahomes isn't Brady. I know he's not Brady yet, but he's the second best. He's going to be the second best quarterback of all time. Maybe he ends up being the best. Um I think the Chiefs are a team that always does find a way. I don't think they're going to lose to Vegas or Green Bay or in New England or home against Vegas or home against Cincinnati with Jake Browning or in LA. I don't think they're going to lose any of those games. Especially in LA, you know, again, always it's not easy to win in LA. The only three teams that have done it are um, are the Dolphins are teams with three losses or less. So it's not easy to win there, even though they're not that good. I think you look at home against Buffalo as really the only game that... They're going to be favoring all these games. That's their best chance to lose. And I think if we if we really don't fear the Bills, which I don't, I don't, and we expect the Dolphins to take care of business, we're going to win the division regardless of whether they beat Kansas City or they don't beat Kansas City. Even if they win both those games, right? If the Dolphins win five out of their next six, and I said I expect them to win their next five starting with the Raiders, so next four, then... All you have to do is win. If you beat the Bills at the end of the year, you know you win the division. And if you win at home against Dallas, and again, great teams—they hold serve at home—and you win in Baltimore, and I'm not sold on Baltimore, and they lost at home to Cleveland, then you win the division. And that's if the Bills win the rest of their games and don't have another slip up. And that's if, like, it's—it's just difficult, right? Like, say they win in Kansas City. You know, I think it's difficult to go to Philadelphia and win, and then go to Kansas City and win, which that's what we'd be rooting for in this scenario. Then beat Dallas at home, right? That's another difficult game. Then go to L.A. and win. That's a tough four-game stretch, um, and I'm not super concerned about the Bills winning the division. So I I think that—I expect the Dolphins to get the two-seed. I don't think that the uh, Chiefs are going to lose at home to the Bills— but I, I think our best chances. Look, you we're gonna have to win out probably. That's what happens when you lose to the Chiefs and play the way that we did in Germany. Um, I think it's possible we win out. It's hard to win a bunch of games in a row. Um, no one acknowledges that except um, for the Dolphins. They do for the 31 other teams. Um, it's hard to not drop one. I don't think we will drop one uh, against the next. You know, in the next four games with probably Sam Howell being the best quarterback we're gonna see. Or Will Levis, but um, I, I think when you look at the overall landscape for the one seed, I expect us to get the two. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills when they play the Chiefs. I hope we get the one. Um, I'm still not super confident that we can win in Arrowhead, but I am definitely I'm, I'm confident about this. If we don't win the division with the schedule that we have, even if the Bills you know go on a tear, I, I think the Bills are garbage. If we don't win the division, then you know we're not going to win the super bowl right because and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this logically I'm saying in a way we're like you know it's going to be difficult to win as a wildcard team if we're not good enough to win the division by just taking care of business on our own we're not good enough to go to arrowhead and win anyway so who cares um so that's where it is with the one seed I expect us again expect to get the two I hope we get the one Philadelphia does us a huge favor uh and without with all that being said let's get into uh why we're here to talk about the Miami Dolphins and um look it's the classic debate where the dolphins didn't look great this week they really didn't like we did not look good we played the raiders with Aiden O'Connell and the raiders are garbage any team that's firing their coach midseason is garbage uh, any team that started I don't even know where did where did Aiden O'Connell go to college uh, is he a rookie I don't even Aiden O'Connell went to Purdue okay exactly like Purdue is terror like like Purdue's offense was garbage um, as long as I can remember he's 25 so um, I don't even know when his rookie year was uh, oh he actually is a rookie this year yeah three passing touchdowns six interceptions. QBR of 20.6, even though QBR is a fake stat made by ESPN. Um, Three touchdowns and six interceptions is freaking terrible. And um, look, I get a win's a win, but it it sort of becomes something where the Dolphins fan base is always going to be concerned about late season collapses, right? You know, if you're a fan that's been watching their entire lives uh, and you're older than like three years old, all you've seen your entire life is late season collapse, late season collapse, late season collapse, and I believe in the guys we have, and I believe in the coaches we have, but it's definitely in the back of my mind, like, look, we were 8-3 and three last year, we played three teams that were playoff teams, lost all three, and then we went at home and collapsed against Aaron Rodgers um, and a Packers team that really wasn't that good, and then we barely made the playoffs. We, like, barely got in, and I still think that BS pass interference that they called against the Jets late in the game um, was the reason we got in the playoffs. I don't know if we would have won without help from the refs last year. Uh, And that was against Joe Flacco at home. So I think that, like I said, so the late season collapse is always going to be there. And, you know, the concern for that, the way to alleviate it is by, you know, just playing well in these games. It's like, okay, we're playing the Raiders. The game was never really in doubt to me. I didn't think we were going to lose. But, like, play a clean game. And we haven't seen that. And, and it's easy to go, okay, well, what about the Chiefs? They just lost. And not even just lost, but they haven't looked good. They're last in the league in second-half points. Um, or what What about, you know, the 49ers who dropped three straight? And I think we've said it before, but it's like the, these are things that, you know, these are these are teams that have been there, right? We can trust these teams. And it's not – style points don't matter, right? narratives don't really matter it's all about results but you it, it it's hard to trust this team when they kind of look worse than they did they do look worse than they did at the beginning of the season the dolphins have had um they've had 30 offensive points one time since week 6 so in their last 4 games um 30 points one time and that was against the new england patriots who were terrible and I start to look at this Dolphin schedule, and we're winning games, I understand that, but it's like, what I want to see is a clean game, right? I don't even care about blowing a team out. Blowing a team out is a byproduct of playing a clean game. Um, you look at the Denver game where we scored 70 points, it's like, okay, yeah, we were, you know, they just got boat raced, but we weren't getting stupid penalties, we weren't turning the ball over, we were playing our style of football, the play calling was good, and that's the byproduct. Say In LA, even like you know, week one we we scored thirty six and didn't really play a clean football game. And if you just go through the schedule, like starting week at, starting after week three, Buffalo terrible game. We lost by twenty eight, not a clean game. Uh, against the Giants, we threw a pick six. We were up fourteen to three inside the ten yard line. Throw a pick six, make it a four point game. Not a clean game. Carolina, you start the game down fourteen nothing. Philadelphia, don't have to say anything about that. New England was that—that's the closest they've come to playing a clean game. And New England is also uh, one of, I believe, two AFC teams with—I um, don't know—that was last week, but they—they they have one of the worst two uh, records in the AFC. And uh, we still turn the ball over, and um, a, and then this week, you know, another bad turnover. Not really a clean game. We had uh, two had two turnovers this week, and I think the most important thing besides getting a win. Because getting a win is always the most important thing, and it is difficult to win in the NFL. But I, I think what you want to do is I, I want to see a clean game. I want to see them play a game where they don't turn it over. They don't have to score 90 points. But if you just score 42 points, or not even – if you score 31 points or 28 points, but you, you're you not getting dumb penalties, you're not turning the ball over, you're not dropping passes, you're not, um, you know, you're not getting pass interferences called, holding calls – I want to see that more than I want to see us put up 50 but get a bunch of dumb penalties. Um, so I, I'm concerned about the offense. I think the offense has been a lot worse over the course of the year. Um, and, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that. I think, look, when you say a win's a win, you, you're kind of – we were 1-7 in 2021. We won seven straight games, and all those th- games were against terrible teams except for what started the win streak against the Ravens and um then we go to Tennessee and we lose 34 to 3. So it, it, it's you know these things don't matter now when you're playing the Raiders or the Jets, but you got to be you have to be able to objectively look at this team and be like if they play the way they're playing today in Baltimore, who I don't even think is that good, or at home against the Bills, they always come to play against the Dolphins or against the Cowboys or in the playoffs, it, it's not they're not going to win a Super Bowl if this is the way they're playing. So It's okay to acknowledge, like, hey, you know, we won the game. We could have lost the game. That's true, Uh, and we don't have to dwell on this either. But it's important to be able to objectively look and say this team is capable of playing better. They should be playing better. It's November, and and that's what I want to see from them. I want to see a clean, mistake-free game because that's what great things do. Mistake-free is second nature to great to great teams, Uh, and it does concern me that we're talking about you know dumb fumbles and penalties weren't as bad this week, but, um, it's also a one o'clock game. You know, the penalties come out on primetime. That's when the refs like to show off and make it about themselves. But, um, I really just want to see this team play a clean game defensively. I think they've arrived defensively. Um, and you know, one thing I want to say, which people might not love is, is the defense only playing well? Cause the offense isn't playing well. Um, I haven't seen complimentary football from this team and I know that Jalen Ramsey coming in is obviously a huge spark and I can look at the defense and say all right Jalen Ramsey the Jalen Ramsey defense that we expect the the Dolphins to be has arrived uh it's great the defense has been awesome this year or not this year I'm sorry uh awesome since Jalen Ramsey has made his debut but uh you know it it goes back to the Philly game right where Our defense was great. Then the game gets tied 17-17, and they give up two straight touchdowns. Um, They had stops on three straight drives. Three drives off the top, three drives, eight plays, zero first downs off the top of my head. I'm not sure if that's exactly right. Um, And one of the drives was right before half. But they played great on three consecutive drives. Then it's a tie game um, late in the third quarter. Give up a touchdown. And then they give up another touchdown. And that's the, and the last touchdown they gave up was like a nine-minute drive. We didn't even have time to come back. Um, so I want to see them play complimentary football. The defense, I think, has been good situationally when they've needed to be. Um, and, you, you know, like against Philly when – or when they needed to be. Like they picked up the offense when the offense hasn't been great, which has been like the last four weeks. Like this week the defense was good. But it's hard for me to say, like, if we scored 40 points, would we have not been in a shootout? Um, And we played Aiden O'Connell, right? So it's like, that's, the Eagles and the Chiefs, and I know the Eagles dropped one of the Jets, but they play these games and it's like, you know, they expect the defense to be able to stop Aiden O'Connell. I don't want to talk about the Bills losing to the Broncos because the Broncos suck and the Bills suck. I don't care what the Bills do. I care what the Eagles do and I care what the Chiefs do and I care what the 49ers do because those are the best teams in football and they expect to win games like this and they expect to win games like this comfortably. And we're not doing that. And the concern isn't like it's one thing if, you know, Max Crosby was coming out and and making crazy plays and, you know, Devontae Adams is making one handed catches over two guys. And Aiden O'Connell's coming out and slinging it and dropping it in the bucket and having a ridiculous game, you know, making throws that no one can get to on the defense. Um, that's not what's going on. We're not playing clean, complimentary football. And these are habits that are hard to break. And you know, I, I'm repeating myself, but I'm going to continue to repeat myself. This is the most important thing. You have to be able to execute basic football if you're going to win a Super Bowl. Everything else comes after the roster um Tyree kill you know the guys you have uh, all the great plays and all that none of it matters if you can't line up and run a simple you know you can't run the ball up the middle for six yards on first and ten or you can't run it on fourth and one for one yard then everything else doesn't matter um but overall again look we're seven and three four easy games coming up and um you know I, I still think I think we're going to get the two-seed. I think we're going to lose in the AFC Championship. I'm a little more confident now, not in our team necessarily, but I think it's really, really wide open this year like it hasn't been in a while. And even with all the garbage teams and garbage quarterbacks out there, I was still like, well, you've still got the Chiefs, you've still got the Eagles, and you've still got the Niners. I, I don't think there's anything really that special about any of those teams. I think every team in the league is flawed. Um, you look at some teams, and some teams just really aren't flawed. And the flaws that you find—not not this year, in, in past year, past years—where you would look at a team, and they really just don't have flaws. And the flaws you find are are. Um, they're like nitpicks, right? Like, they're not the biggest deal in the world. Like, even the, bill, the, the 2021 Bills, it's like you looked at the roster, the D-line, and this is when they were young. Not everyone developed, but, like, the D-line was great. The secondary was great. Uh, Matt Milano, uh, I didn't mean to call him by his name. I'm sorry. Steve Milano, uh, he was a really, really good linebacker. Um, Josh Allen was great. Diggs was great. Gabe Davis is coming on. Spencer Brown was a little disappointing, but Dion Dawkins was good. Um, the the O line was solid you 're like this bill 's team is perfect, and that team couldn 't even win at all right um and, and then the chiefs you know their defense started to come on like like look at the chiefs last year it 's like you could say, yeah the, the receivers they, they, their receiving core isn 't great, but like they still have the best receiver the best tight end of all time. The only people that think Gronk is better are, uh, you know dumb media members and patriot fans travis kelsey Kelsey 's the same age as Gronk uh, Kelsey 's better than Gronk was. Um, so, so it's nitpicking, like even the Eagles roster, um, like last year, uh, and even the, I mean, they have a similar roster, but it's like, you know, they're great, you know, physically, O-line, D-line, great defense, great running game, but the flaw I suit the Eagles is like, Jalen Hurts is, and I don't want to say he's regressed as a passer, but he hasn't been as good of a passer this year as he was last year, um, he still made, you know, a big time throw late in the game to basically win it in Kansas City. Um, so, you know, like that, that might be a nitpick, but I, I think the Eagles really didn't look that good. I don't think their passing offense is that good. Um, so maybe that is a nitpick, maybe the Eagles, but the Chiefs, if you get to the Super Bowl, you can win and the Chiefs have lost. Their, you know, their offense is really, really bad this year outside of Kelsey Mahomes. And I get those are the, you know, best two guys in the league. Um, but it, at what they do, but it's kind of how we talked about the Bills. It's like, outside of Allen and Diggs, what do they really have? Um, I can say the same thing about the Chiefs, but now the Chiefs are level above because Mahomes is way better than Allen, and, um, I mean, it's different because, you know, Diggs is probably a better... Diggs is a better receiver than Kelsey, but, you know, Kelsey's a better uh, tight end than, than Diggs is, and Kelsey's obviously a much bigger red zone threat. Um, but the Chiefs have flaws... The Ravens have flaws. Their passing offense isn't great. The Jaguars have flaws. They're just really not that good and might not even win the division. Uh, the Texans have flaws because they're awful uh, outside of CJ Stroud. Um, hey, hey, you know, good for our guy Tunsil. Um, who am I missing? The Bills are terrible. The Bengals don't have a quarterback. The Browns don't have a quarterback. So the AFC is wide open. Everyone's flawed, and I think that the Dolphins have the. Uh, I stand by it on paper. We have the best roster in the league. Um, I think right now we have the second best quarterback in the league. Um, and I think if they're able to execute the way we expect them to, the way a professional football team should be able to execute, if they can execute on a basic level, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I'm concerned that I, you know, week after week, we see them not execute basic things. And, you know, after a bye coming out against the Raiders and fumbling on the first drive, um... Uh, Within three plays, like that's awful, and that's that's really bad stuff, and that's my concern. That's why right now, um, maybe things change. It's a week-to-week league, but through week eleven, I don't see us going to Arrowhead and winning as the two seed, which I expect us to be. Uh, So, with that being said, um, again, a lot of exciting things coming up. It's great to be here. It's great to be seven and three and in first place in the AFC East. Everyone's glossing over the Bills. Josh Allen saying he's back because they beat the Jets 32-6. The Jets are terrible. We play them this week, um, and we're going to preview that game right after we talk about the Clown of the Week. And look, this week I try to keep my personal stuff out of Clown of the Week. This week I was unable to fully do that. Uh, but objectively, I think this individual, it has to be the Clown of the Week. Uh, there's no one else I could find. Um and his name is Ron Rivera. Maybe his full name is Ronald. I don't know. I don't really care. That guy should be fired. No, there's actually not anyone in the world less qualified to be doing what they're doing than Ron Rivera being the head coach of a football team. Uh, and here and here's, so there's two personal points. One, I picked Washington and Survivor, so I'm freaking furious. I hate this guy, Ron Rivera. And, and two, uh, when it comes to things I hate, there, there's like a few things. Like I, like you know, I get mad. I, you know, I, I'm negative about the Dolphins at times. But um, you know, generally, there's not like specific things that I hate. You know, long lines. I don't like long lines. I don't like slow work, slow walkers. Like people that walk slowly and and stand in the middle of the sidewalk and like they'll slowly walk in the middle of the sidewalk and then they'll like sway right. Like like you'll be like if I'm trying to get to the right of them and and pass the um like the slow walker. They'll like veer to the right kind of without realizing people like that i can't stand long lines i don't like calamari i think calamari is gross uh i remember the first time i had it was at a hibachi re- or, or not had it i heard about it at a hibachi restaurant we were super young and this guy you know his dad was telling us like yeah you know you can eat octopuses it's called calamari like that was that's a new thing okay like when i was like five no one was like eating octopuses and they taste terrible and everyone thinks they're great they're not great they're terrible Um, my freshman year English teacher, I hated him. He hated me. It was a great mutual hatred for each other. Um, I could have written the great Gatsby and that guy would have given me an F. Um, so those are some things I hate, but none of them compare to the New York football giants. I can't stand them. All my friends are giants fans. They're delusional. And just to veer away from cloud of the week real quick, just an example of why, you know, there's concern when you play close games against bad teams for everyone besides giants fans. Um, is because look at the Giants, right? They beat a bunch of terrible teams last year. They're like, oh, we want a playoff game. We're going to do this, this, and this. Shonen-Devil, it's a big building block. And now they're the worst franchise in sports again, as they've been for uh, the past decade. So that's that's an example of a team that barely beats bad teams, uh, except their idiot fans celebrate and post on their Instagram stories. Um, So I really, really, really can't stand the New York Giants. And they've been the worst franchise in sports for a decade, probably. And there's one individual that can never beat the New York Giants, Ron Rivera. Okay, like, the Dolphins, who are not, had been garbage for most of my life, we found ways to beat the New England Patriots, the best dynasty in the history of sports, one time every year. Somehow, with Ryan Tannehill, with Jay Cutler, um, I don't know if we ever beat him with Matt Moore, but they would always seemingly find a way to get him at home. Um, And, and even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, we beat him in New England. So, the fact that Ron Rivera has not beaten the New York Giants since 2020. And the context is not only have they not beaten the Giants, um, when they lost last year, they were coming, they played the Giants, then had a bye week, and then played the Giants again and still lost. And that was at home. So they had two weeks to prepare uh, for that game after playing them and couldn't beat them at home after tying them on the road. And then this year, they lost them with Tyrod Taylor, who is actually better than Daniel Jones. So if that's so actually, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say you know they haven't had their starting quarterback, but that's actually a positive because Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback to ever make more than uh, $600 uh, playing football. Not $600,000, $600, $600 um, in a second contract. So the worst quarterback to ever get a second contract in the history of football is uh, Daniel Jones. Now, uh, with all that being said, um, Ron Rivera has somehow not beaten them since 2020. And I always say I have so little respect for the New York Giants, but I always say that they always find a way to beat Washington because Ron Rivera is an absolute idiot. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm one of 13 guys left in Survivor. Last week I was a wolf. I was like, you know, I wasn't a sheep. I was like, everyone was on that couldn't pick the Cowboys or the Bills and the Bills lost was on the Bengals. Everyone in the whole pool, 23 people left, 12 on the Cowboys, two on the Bills, everyone else, all nine are on the Bengals. And I, they were the only team other than those two teams that wasn't uh, – within a 3 or three-and-a-half-point spread. I was like, I don't love the Bengals this week. They're going to lose at home to the Texans. I go with Pittsburgh, and I'm like, this is historic. It's a historic call. The Bengals lose. The Steelers win. I'm going to win in Survivor, and I'm like, you know, as dumb as Ron Rivera is, there's no possible way that they're going to lose at home against Tommy DeVito. And I was saying that. I was like, look, they always lose. And they still did it. And I'm watching the Dolphins game. I have the Giants game on mute on my laptop. Every time I looked at my laptop, um, there's just a freaking dog pile and a bunch of you know, guys wearing uh, blue Giants jerseys pointing in Washington's direction. Then they cut to Ron Rivera wearing his stupid sunglasses with his arms crossed, looking like an absolute idiot that should have lost his job years ago. And now he's out here ruining my survivor pool. Uh, Anyone that's owned by the New York Giants franchise in 2023, or really any year after 2011, it's just a freaking absolute clown. And that guy ruined, I I can't stand Ron Rivera. Um, And and then the best part is somehow they still had a chance to win at the end of the game. And he couldn't manage a clock either. Like they had a minute and 57 seconds from their own 20 and almost ran out of time. Like they were at midfield with 26 seconds left. And they used their timeout to avoid a 10 second runoff on a false start. So not only is he a terrible football coach, he can't tell time either. Um, and yeah, so Ron, you are a massive clown. You would have a hard time finding a larger clown than yourself at a uh, street fair circus or the birthday party of a young child. So congrats on being the Week 11 uh, Clown of the Week. And now we, uh, with that being said, I'm done with the Ron Rivera rant. We turn our attention to Black Friday, where we play the New York Jets. So, side note here. um, I, I think the Black Friday game is not a good idea. I, I'm actually on the IR myself. Um, so, I'm going to be sitting at home doing nothing. So, it works out perfect for me. But... um. You know, normally I'd be playing golf on the Friday after Thanksgiving, usually go to Florida. So, um, you know, I don't really want to watch a football or not, not that I don't want to watch, but like it's an inconvenient time, right? People that live, especially in Florida, like, like if you're golfing, um, you know, I know some people get up early on, um, you know, weekends, I guess it's not technically a weekend, but it's a holiday. I don't get up early. So normally in a normal year I'd be playing golf this year. I'm not, but I, I, I think those weekday games other than Thursdays are stupid, I do like the Thursday game, um, you know, even though a lot of people don't like it. But um, I I do think it's a long time to wait from Monday to Sunday in football. Uh, But, yeah, I think, like, generally, like, the COVID games, right? Like, the two, it was, like, cool. Everyone was home doing nothing, and it was, like, kind of cool to have a football game on it, like, a Tuesday at 5 p.m. But, like, no one really cared that much about, like, Steelers versus... The Broncos with like KJ Hamler, whoever they were starting a quarterback. I know it wasn't actually KJ Hamler. Kendall Hinton, that was the guy. Um, Yeah, I mean, no one really cared. That was another funny thing where like Lamar had COVID, so the league gave him like six months to 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 get himself rid of COVID. But uh, when it came to the Broncos, they didn't care because uh, the league plays favorites. Uh, And the Dolphins are unfortunately never one of the favorites. Look, uh, this Sunday the Dolphins play the New York Jets with Tim Boyle starting at quarterback. Tim Boyle has to be one of the worst individuals to ever put on shoulder pads and go out there with the rights to be the starting quarterback for a professional football team in the month of November. Uh, Individuals that come to mind are Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, um, you know, uh, I I don't even know. That's probably it. Like Tim Boyle's right down there with those guys. Malik Willis. Uh, I don't know if we ever started Tyler Thigpen in November, but that guy. Um, yeah. So this is look again. I, I again like there's there's not a lot to say here. Um, you know Colin Coward. I can't stand that guy. But uh, the Jets are falling apart. And one of the things Colin Coward said was like it, it's just difficult in this league when you don't have an offense to really play well through the whole season. And that was like the Jets early in the year. It's like, you can win with defense, but at some point you have to put up points. I don't even know if Tim Boyle starting is good for us. Cause like he like looked, you know, he only played a quarter, but he looked better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the worst pocket awareness I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it, it the guy's complete garbage. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that What I want to see is I I expect to win this game pretty easily. Uh, My friend's a Jets fan, and he thinks the Dolphins and Jets um, always split games, and and I'm going to get this up here. Um, The Dolphins have won 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 out of the last 14 games dating back to uh, November 2016 against the Jets. And the four games that we lost, the starters were Jay Cutler, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and... um, And last year were Skyler Thompson. And they were all in New York, yes. They were all in New York. So they were all in New York with fake quarterbacks. And it's only three out of 14 games. So the Dolphins actually have not lost a game with their starting quarterback dating back to 2015 when they had Tannehill. Um, And that was the year they fired the coach. So the last time the Dolphins lost their game with their preseason starting quarterback and didn't fire their coach in the same year was 2014. So it's been nine years since that happened, and they're not going fire, to fire Mike McDaniel this year, and they're going to have their starting quarterback. So, um, look, the Jets are an easy game. They're terrible. They have a good defense, but they're really falling apart. They've lost three straight games. Two of them were by at least three possessions. Uh, the only one that wasn't was against the Raiders in Vegas. They lost 16-12, uh, and they're really not good. So they're falling apart. It's a short week, and it's very simple. I, I expect to see a clean game. Um, and I think this week... Like this is a good week to do it. Like I could say, okay, like it's a short week. You know they're gonna have a difficult time playing a clean game, whatever. But like you should be able to execute at this part in the season. It should be second nature to know the snap count. Catch footballs in a sport you've been playing your whole life. Uh, not fumble, right? Ball security. Unless your name is Raheem Moster, who's uh, seventy-six years old and still hasn't learned ball security. Um, and I think that I think that the Dolphins get the win. I, I think they'll give up a touchdown. I'm I'm gonna say twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, Third, no, no. I'm gonna say 27. I don't know if I've decided whether that would be three touchdowns and two field goals, or four touchdowns, um, and a missed extra point, and uh, that's my score prediction. I think Tua gets over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I think Tyreek has 100 uh, of those yards because uh, we're playing a bad team, and that's what Tyreek does. And just late in the year. Um, and again, I'm like kind of taking from Cowherd, but uh, kind of he's right that defense it's harder to play defense late in the year. Defenses don't stay healthy all year. And and it's just frustrating when you're playing good defense and you really can't score, it's just demoralizing. It's like what are we even doing here? And I the Jets are kinda of demoralized. Um and you know, they're not playing for a lot at this point of the season. You know, there's the fan base is kinda of split and whether they'd rather go draft pick or make a run at the playoffs. Um, they don't know if their coach and GM are going to be there that next year. You know, they may, they very well could be, but it's not a guarantee. So, you know, we're playing a team that's kind of falling apart. And if we lose, you know, it's a, it's a terrible look. I take back everything I said about, um, the dolphins having a chance to do anything this year, if they can't beat Tim Boyle's New York jets. Uh, so overall, that's where I'm at. I think we get to eight and three. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this one seed race unfolds. It's going to be interesting to see what the bills do against the Eagles. I don't think the bills are that good. Overall, look, I think I'm a very, you know, neutral Dolphins fan when it comes to, like, just just believing what I see. Where I, I trust my eyes when it comes to the Dolphins. So, like, in 2020, we, we got Tua. He didn't get a lot of help. I was like, well, let's give this guy time. Then in 2021, I was like, okay, this guy is the worst quarterback I've ever seen get this guy off the team. This guy shouldn't be allowed to come within 50 miles of Hard Rock Stadium. And then, it's you know, in 2022, I was like, first half of the season, I was like, he's great. best Second best quarterback in the league. Second half, I was like, you know, he's not great. But he, I was like, he's not elite. He's like Dak, where you know, he is gonna, you know, win you a lot of games. I don't think we can win a Super Bowl with him. Flash forward this year, second best quarterback in the league again. And I think that's a good thing. Like, I think, you know, people should be able to watch what they should be able to make predictions, watch what happens. And then, you know, if you're right, you're like, cool, I was right. Um and if you're wrong, be like, I was wrong. Um, but it's like, you know, it, like Justin Fields, for example, right? Like I talk about that my idiot friend who is always talking about Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. Like, it's okay to be like at this point, like, look, I thought Daniel Jones and Justin Fields were great. They're both terrible. They're two of the worst passers to ever look at a football in the history of the universe's existence. I don't know if there was some other life form before humans that played football, but... Uh, you could surmise that if they had a professional league any quarterback would have been better than justin fields or daniel jones uh and then look if, if if justin fields throws 60 touchdowns next year um then everyone who thinks justin fields sucks which is everyone besides bears fans and idiots and um you know would be like okay he's really good um you know same if i were to become an astronaut la- next year you know a lot of people probably didn't think I was going to become an astronaut but like if i if i if there's video evidence of me in space wearing like one of those white suits uh floating and stuff they'd be like oh wow he became a, he's an astronaut uh he is right like and that's like probably a probably a greater chance of me like going to space in the next three months and justin fields becoming a uh uh top million passer in the history of the nfl uh i don't even know if a million people have played in the nfl but uh if they have i should definitely not so let's just say top Thousand passer like that, like there, like there's got to be receivers in the end. Like Julio Jones, is a better passer than than Justin Fields, right? And Daniel Jones, like like if you put Julio Jones at quarterback, he has to be able to do more than Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. Like Julio can at least make a guy miss in the open field. Daniel can just run straight until you know there's a defender within five feet of him. Then he freaks out and gets tackled. um But people act like he's a dual threat. Anyway, sorry about the tangent. Um, look. Dolphins, 27-13, and I just want to see a clean game this weekend, and this is the second of what I expect to be five games that they should win. I don't expect any—I expect no mishaps when you're playing the Jets, Washington, Tennessee, the Jets, no mishaps. Let's go into these last three games within 11-3 record and give ourselves a chance to get the one seed. Um, So, you know, overall, it wasn't perfect this week, but— You win this Sunday, you're ahead of... or We have the conference tiebreaker over the Ravens, but they play this Sunday. It doesn't matter because we play them late in the season. Um, But let's get a win Sunday, stay in that one-seed race, and um, take it one game at a time. So to those of you who made it at the end, um, thank you for listening. We appreciate all the support. And uh, fins up. We will see you next week.